Blog Talk Radio.
Wow, good morning, good morning, good morning. I thank God for each and every one of you who've called in. I thank you for those who are um, listening to us via the World Wide Web. I thank you for everyone that prays for us, for everyone that uh, supports us in general. Um, Those of you who call out our names, whether it's one by one or um, as a whole, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I dare not take your prayers for granted and the things that God has allowed you to bless us with and for. I mean, just keep on obeying God and keep on doing what thus says the Lord. Um, the word today may be strong, and I pray that um, you hear uh from the Lord, that you know that he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Um, And I pray that he will circumcise your ears, your eyes, your heart, and everything from your head to your toe, from the inside out, so that you can hear the word, because whether the word is for me or the word is for each of you or the word is for someone that we'll need to minister to, know this. It is not a mistake that you are listening to this word on today, whether your day is 20 years from now or today or tomorrow or whenever. Just know that there is a word from the Lord. Minister Sheila, if you could go ahead, if you have um, the ability to pray for us and share whatever the Lord has given to you, and then I'll come back with um, the word on today. Good morning, good morning, good morning to each and every one of you. I just want to thank God for another day. Thank you for blessing us for the day that we did not have to have, but through through his love, gracious, and mercy that he has given us another day of life. God, I give honor to you who is the head of my life, who is the head to joy of love of people, of your sons and daughters that are here that we will be blessed and to magnify the love and belief and to trust and believe in you. Your honor to Apostle Elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Minister Cecilia Kaiser Wright, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Margot McCoy, Sir Reverend Lawrence Seabury, Dr. Serena Wright, And to all that it is that we have here, the missionary mother, evangelist, Tony Montgomery and Linda Handy. And I give honor to all that is here and to bless us for this service program that has been operational due to your gracious and mercy. And I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. Thank you for my sisters, my brothers, my sons, my daughters, my granddaughters, my grandsons, nieces, nephews. To all my blood relatives and to my spiritual relatives, Lord, I just give honor to you. I ask you to bless this world through the economics, the health, the religion, neighborhoods, jobs, family, even within themselves to bless them and let them know no matter what they're going through financially, work, health-wise, neighbor, or whatever in life or even within yourself. God, he can bless us all. 
and to move us through whatever the situations we are going to. And I just want to thank the blessed government to treat us all as one, all as equal, no matter what your sex, creed, color, religion is, to bless us all and to bless this law enforcement to move all as one and not to mistreat just because of your color, your sex, or your creed. And I just want to thank you and thank you and to ask you to tune in to each and every Sunday morning with Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser at 9, uh, excuse me, at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Monday nights, which will be our second Monday, Iron Shopping Iron, excuse the noise, because I'm getting out, getting ready for work. Monday night, which is at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I believe our speaker for two Monday night is Pastor Troy Thomas, a magnificent man, and knowledge and blessings of the word and God to be blessing us all. And on Friday nights, uh, let's talk with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas that shares the Fridays from 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to remember our foundational scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all things will be added unto you, which is Matthew 6 and 33. And if I missaid anything, excuse me, I will stand for corrections because I am trying to talk, hold the phone, and make the announcements at the same time. But I just want to thank God because through him we are here. And without him, the Son, Christ, Lord Jesus, and our Father, we would not be here. So, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you, and I ask him to bless us all and keep us in a state of mind to let us know we are all sisters and brothers under the word and the life of God, the Father and the Son. So I'm going to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Back to you, Apostle Rebecca. Hey, Dan. Um, before I get started with the word, I want you to know that um, I have been seeking God for a, a while um, about a certain subject, and um some of the things I have been experiencing just on a transparency personal uh, note was um, not just people lying on me, but lying on others, um, not accepting accountability for what they were and weren't doing, um, going as far as to make up stories and lies on many people, and these are supposedly not just educated people, but some of them that are uh, 
call themselves Christians, and I was seeing um, a lot of people um, that were Christians um, not dressing in modest attire, but in um, attire that was very revealing, that was leaving nothing to the imagination. And um, I was seeing them spending more time showing themselves in bars and um, various places more than church, you know, because of COVID and things of that sort. And it wasn't that they were in there showing, you know, witnessing to people like uh, many people have done, show themselves on the streets and in the various places. Uh, but they were showing themselves acting just like those people, whether it was twerking or um, uh, walking in drunkenness. Uh, I mean, just it seemed like the ways of the world were becoming the ways of the church. And while I was seeking God for it, it seemed like the enemy was getting angrier and angrier at me. People would leave me nasty notes on my car. They would uh, say nasty things to me. And God would just tell me to tell them they need prayer and things of that sort. And then if someone was lying to me about something they were thinking, God just had me tell them, did I say that or did your mind tell you that? Did I say that? Or did you and someone have a discussion? Did I say any of that? And then the person would have to say, no, you never said it. I just thought. And I would say, well, what made you think that? And these are Christian people. What made you think so negatively? What what did I do? You know, so I just started trying to have them to think through some of the things and how that wasn't Christ-like and that that's what the enemy does, blah, 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 things of that sort. And then the one thing that I realized was that during this COVID time, many of us, I didn't say all, but many of us have been so busy worrying about and thinking about COVID and safety that we spent more time thinking about the cares of this world instead of praying, instead of seeking God instead of trusting God. So we're going to talk about a few stages of different things as I transition now into parts of the message to lay the foundation for where I'm going, and then I'll release to you the title of what I'm talking about, and many of you will probably already know what it is. So during various stages in life, we appear to have the normal outward and inward behavior of Christianity, of being a believer. And then at another stage in life, sometimes we become where we don't spend as much time with God. We don't, you know, do the things that we've been doing. And then we get this mild to moderate decline in our lives where, it appears we're having memory loss. We we are noticing what everybody else is doing, but we're not noticing what we are doing or not doing. Um, we're looking out the window all the time instead of looking in the mirror. We've become people that pray less, and then we find ourselves having difficulty even in 
how we communicate with God and how we communicate with others. We can't even find the words that would allow us to say, Minister Margot, I love you. Minister Sheila, I love you. Minister Sylvia, I love you. Pastor Troy, I love you. Prophet Antoine, I love you. Dr. Wright, I love you. Um, Minister Brandon, I love you. Reverend Lawrence, I love you. Elect Lady, Missionary, Mother Tony, I love you. Minister Ron, I love you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. And we find ourselves uh, losing some of those things that we used to ask God for, we ask him less. And we start depending on our own reasoning and problem solving. We look at our own intellect. We are asking fellow clerics and different people, what would you do? Well, we haven't asked God, but we're asking everybody else. We're even seeking the advice and the opinions of the unsaved, the non-believer. We're in a place where we have difficulty uh, not having a short fruit and blowing up at people. Um, we we have difficulty in, in not only speaking kindly to people, but even praying for them in a kind way where we're not blaming them for everything, but we're asking God, God, show me their heart. God, show me how you want me to handle them. We're even having problems in just organizing our daily tasks. How do we, you know, get up early in the morning? We seek them early. How do we ask him? You know, God, show me how to do this. Show me how to Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. And then that's just the early stages of this decline, this um, thing that we're dealing with, where later on it becomes moderately severe, and then it becomes severe, and then it becomes very, very severe, this decline in our relationship with God and our relationship with one another and our fellowship with one another. And so now the signs are showing that we're having very, very, very hard times and dealing with everyday things that we should be doing. We're haltering between two opinions. Do I want to be saved today? Do I want to do things God's way? Or do I want to return to my old vomit, my own sinful ways, cussing people out one minute, praying for them the next minute? Do I want to be a person that's now moving into the repetition of practicing sin and saying, God knows my heart. He wouldn't send me to hell. He won't put me in hell. Having communication problems where we're not praying. We're not making time for prayer. We're not making time to give God praise and worship. We're getting lost throughout the course of the day. We're so busy trying to watch and see who's twerking and doing seductive dances and we're participating in filthy communications just by sitting there listening, not calling people out where if you see something, you say something. You're seeing an unchristlike behavior. We're just lost. 
We're playing the blame game. We're mad at God. We're blaming God for not supporting our sinful active natures. We've become that prodigal son or daughter. In many ways, we're making up our own doctrine and making excuses for what we're not doing or what we are doing. We're in many ways on our way to being a reprobate. There's shifts going on in our personalities. One minute we're um, nasty, just outright, and then other times we're nice nasty. We're we're trying to do it and, and do it in a so-called nice way. We're really confused. We're confused about our relationship with God. We're confused about our salvation when we know that we've already believed in our heart. We've already confessed with our mouth. We've already said, God, we know that you're virgin born, talking to Jesus. And, 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 and we let Jesus know we thank you for being our Messiah. We already know this, but for some reason, we're in a full state of confusion, a full state of paranoia where we don't know if we're saved or not. When we know we're supposed to make our election, for sure, men and women of God, especially those that are clerics. But we're so confused until we spend a lot of time bar hopping. Some of us may even be fornicating now here or there. Some of us may even be using drugs here or there, whether they're prescription or uh, counter or on the street. Some of us in the spirit realm are in a whoredom and drunkenness state because we're making excuses for our greed, our pride, our lust of the eye, our lust of the flesh, and even some of us violence because the violence, some of us do fight. We actually put our hands on people. Some of us fight by putting our mouths on people like that serpent where you say stuff that is so venomous until that person now is having problems with their self-esteem and self-concept, you've actually already transitioned to a full reprobate state because you're operating in things that are about your flesh instead of about the people. I didn't say you stopped preaching either. I didn't say you stopped doing what God told you to do or what you think he told you to do, but now you may be doing it for the money or for the fame. Well, on the 8th, Friday night, I said on Facebook, thank you, God, for healing your people from spiritual dementia. And then I also wrote, if you have a short fruit and you are easily upset or angered, I am praying for everyone that lacks the patience and peace of God because so many people have shown me lately why I love God and his people. And it is surely not because they or I deserve his love, but because he is love. And he has commanded me, he has commanded us to be like Jesus, who is like God himself. And then I also wrote, Father God, I speak peace to all the angry hearts in the world, Father. Please release your peace. Peace, God, peace. And then the next day I wrote something again as I was seeking God. I said, thank you, Father God. I am no longer in a place that I want to hoop and holler and excite a crowd so that they can have a nightclub experience where they dance and drink and 
the emotional Kool-Aid, they sweat. They have an earthly good time, but miss your kingdom experience and yoke-destroying anointing, Father God. But I want to and will stand flat-footed and obey you, Father God. I'd rather obey you, God, than escort people in and through emotionalism and watch them leave out the same way they came in, lost, bound, undelivered, amused, and without your presence. It is time out for just a shout, a dance, a floor or wall ministry where people falling on the floor and they're falling, holding on the wall, dancing, and a so-called move of God. Oh, God moved. People are talking about God moved. Well, where, where did he move to? Mm, that's a whole other message. Or they had an aerobic experience where they ran around the church. They just had a good time. They sweated, but there was no true manifestation of God in the room because nobody changed. Nobody transformed. There was no real relationship with God. Instead, they have a following, yes. But where is God? Well, you may say, well, you said all of that, but why? Because of the things that you heard me talk about earlier, where people are living in a place of fulfilling their own pride, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh. And it's because now they're in a reprobate state that is due to spiritual dementia. So we're going to talk about combating spiritual dementia. Dr. Peter White defines dementia as a clinical syndrome characterized by losses of your connect, uh, connective, cognitive, there you go, cognitive and emotional abilities. And it's so severe that it interferes with your daily functioning and quality of life. He also talks about how some of the time is not non-progressive. It just happens all of a sudden. He talked about how it begins with some people at age 55 and 60 and then how it doubles and what it does to people every five years. He talks about how 30 to 50% of people have a type of uh, dementia by age 85. He also talks about how it is treatable how they have psychosocial interventions, how they have um, various diagnoses that can be put in place to determine the appropriate treatment and prognosis and genetic risk and planning for the people that are suffering from it and their families. But first of all, it's important for us to understand the different types of dementia. Some people call it Alzheimer's disease, and that's an abnormal shrinkage of the brain. Now, with spiritual shrinkage of the brain, due to not meditating on the word of God day and night, that type of atrophy that makes it where you don't have any power or desire to pray and spending time with God, that's a spiritual thing. Where in the natural, the shrinkage of the brain may be that where a person has a problem remembering they're having places uh, of depression where they forget the day or recent events. Well, if we're forgetting to pray, God says that we are to pray without ceasing. God seeks such to worship him, for they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If your prayer life is shrinking, ah, get out of my shit. Hmm. 
if your praise for God is shrinking. Mm. If your worship time has practically disappeared, your spiritual dementia may be equivalent to somebody else's Alzheimer's disease. Now, if your dementia is that which is connected to what they call Lewy body, meaning that now you're having sleeping disorders or you're having uh, visual hallucinations that some of these people have uh, dementia that's connected to a type of Parkinson. So when you think about Proverbs 23 and 33, it says, your drunken eye will see strange things and your mind will utter perverse things, untrue things, twisted things. See those visual hallucinations. Even the Bible tells us what can happen to us. And so as we get away from God and and we start having these type of tremors and stiffness in our bodies in the natural, think about in the spirit. Well, now... You're having these twisted thoughts, these untrue things. You're you're thinking ill of your brother and your sister. Mm. Because of those hallucinations or those imaginative thoughts that the enemy wants to drop in your spirit about your brother or your sister. My God. We need to pray the verbal prayers of the righteous. Of Bella's month. We are to pray earnestly. We are to pray without ceasing. So when those thoughts come into our minds about our brothers and sisters, we cast them down and we replace them with the word of God, with the love of God. But then they have another type of dementia called vascular dementia. And it's people that may have had strokes or accidents or damages to their brain and and tissue loss. These are people that may appear to have memory disorders or always making bad decisions. They have difficulty planning things. These people may even have interruptions in their thoughts because of oxygen and nutrients being supplied to their brain. These people may appear to be disconnected. These people may appear to... Uh, need nutrients to survive, such as the wisdom of God, the protection of God, the counsel of God, the ability to love unconditionally, the ability to know the difference between right and wrong, spiritual and natural consequences. And when I say they need to learn, it's because they've forgotten that God has already given them access. For he said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask. They've forgotten that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I can fear no evil, for I, you know that he's with you, that he's going to protect you. They've forgotten that he said you have not because you ask not. Or if you need something, you ask him for it. They forgot that God is love, and he wants us to spread his unconditional love. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. First Corinthians 15 and 33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. 
James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Proverbs 11 and 14 says, Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but an abundance of counselors there is safety. Galatians 6, 7 and 8. Verses 7 and 8 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he also reaps. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end is the way to death. So, that's that disconnection from the nutrients of prayer, from the nutrients that praise gives us, from the nutrients that worship gives us, from the nutrients of allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us and that he can pray for us and through us. Oh, my God. Let me stay calm. I need to finish what he's given me to share. And then another type of dementia is called the frontotemporal dementia. And in this case, it's a type of neurodegenerative effect that affects more than the frontal and temporal lobes of the brain, but it causes and changes the very behavior and personality. Mm. This is usually seen in people around 60 years old. They have trouble with languages, with moving, with memory. They just have a problem with a lot of things. These people have anger spells and outbreaks. Mm. These people have difficulty communicating and aphasia. I believe some of us heard Bruce Willis says that he wasn't going to be acting anymore because he was having problems with the ability to speak. These people have been told sometimes that they have Lou Gehrig's disease. These people sometimes have a history, a family history. It's been inherited. It's not something they just gave, but they have, they gained, they have a risk of having this disease because it was down from generation to generation. See, this is one of those generational things. It's not anything that we did. But it's one of those generational things, so those generational curses. These people not only um, sometimes have problems with their personality, some of them swear a lot, they steal a lot, they have interest in nothing but sex, they uh, have no interest in their personal hygiene, they are socially inappropriate, they're impulsive, they have impaired judgment, they have a sense of walking around and apathy. They lack empathy. They left uh, their self-awareness somewhere around the corner. They have lost their interest in normal daily activities. They're emotionally withdrawn. They've lost their energy, their motivation. They speak even less. They even hesitate to speak. They have trouble planning, organizing. They're easily agitated. They have an increased dependence on somebody. They're always happy, and then the next thing they said, they have frequent mood swings. Some of these people have frequent tremors, muscle spasms, rigidity. They have uh, psychiatric episodes. They have difficulty swallowing, balancing, 
lots of delusions and hallucinations. These people totally change. They're not the people they used to be. They're not as nice. They're not as understanding. Well, Ephesians 4 and 23-24 says, that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, and put on a new self, the regenerated, renewed nature, created in God's image, God-like, in the righteousness and holiness of truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. See, the word of God will help fight against these signs and symptoms that you've been suffering from. Second Timothy says in the third chapter, eighth verse, now as Janice and Javaris withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth and men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So we stay away things and people that want to corrupt our minds and that want to resist the truth because they're reprobates in the very faith that we know about. So we don't find ourselves going to hang out with these people because if we're going to be around them, we're going to change their minds by professing the faith, the faith that we have in God, not for them to change our faith. Mm. Because we have decided we're going to follow God. Then they have another type of dementia that's called mixed dementia. This is the kind where the person has the Alzheimer's disease where their brain is shrinking, but they also have the vascular dementia because they're not getting the oxygen and nutrients to their brain. Now, how do we do that? Well, Titus 1 and 16 says, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient unto every good work. They are reprobate. So these are those people that they say one thing, but they do another. They're not just being hypocrites, but this is their way of life, giving up on cleanliness. They've given up on having the heart of God because they want to have the lust of their own hearts. They want to dishonor their own body. They want to change the truth of God until it's a lie. They want to worship and serve creatures more than their creator. They want to give up on God and give in to their vile affection. See, I'm talking about Romans 1 now. So if you go back to Romans 1, you'll see some of these things, especially in the 24th and the 28th um, verse. They've gone against the very nature that God has given us for men to love men and women to love men, uh, men uh, women to love uh, men and men to love women because now they've decided that they're going to go against it. We're not just talking about the, as they call it, the homosexual movement. We're talking about bestiality. These people are just doing all manner of wickedness. Why? Because they've decided that they would rather retain and walk in their own intellect 
they'd rather do what's convenient for them because they think, what are we here people say? Serving the Lord is too hard. If serving the Lord is too hard, why would you say that? Some people say loving the Lord and serving him is so hard, they go to work where they're practicing microaggressions and micro inequalities and and various hatreds and racism, and that's easy? No, it's not. So let's stop making excuses of those things that we want to say is hard. Serving God when you spend time with God becomes easier and easier and easier. Think about this. When you first fell in love with your spouse, the more time you spent with them, the more time you wanted to spend with them. You were falling deeper and deeper and deeper in love with them because you were spending time with them. You wanted to go where they wanted to go. You wanted to, if you cook, you wanted to serve them that food that they liked. You wanted to do the things that pleased them. Well, when you spend time with God, you want to worship him more. You want to know him more. You want to draw nigher to God. So in the world, they have these tests that they give to people that are dealing with spiritual dementia. One of them is called memory recall. Can you remember the streets you grew up in, on the the people. Can you remember three words that I'm going to say to you and did you repeat it? Well, can you remember the first Peter 1, verses 10 through 12, says the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what persons or times the spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and subsequent glory. He revealed. So when you spend time with God and you preach his good news and you submit to his Holy Spirit, God will bring things back to your remembrance. Do you remember how God made a covenant with you? Do you remember how God's promises are yea and amen? Do you remember how the hope ah, of this world is in God and through God and through Jesus Christ? Do you remember how God gave you a way of escape this time and that time and the other time? Do you remember how when you praise God, how the joy just filled your soul? Do you remember how he changed your heart towards someone that you uh, uh, were hurt by and you wanted to not forgive them, but God gave you the ability to forgive them? There's another test where it's a language test in naming things. Do you know why that thing 
was called what it was. Why is a door called a door? Why is a dog given a name and you remembered what that dog's name was? Why was the cat given that certain name? Why did you start calling your husband or your wife your boo or your snuggles or your honey honey? Why did the things that you called them become so intimate and so personal? But see, when you think on the goodness of Jesus, you think about how you called him your friend, how you called him your confidant, how you called him the captain of your salvation, how he's that God that pleases you, that God that's perfect, that God that has changed your mind, that God that has changed your spirit from fear and timidity into that of power and love and of a sound mind, that self-discipline. Because when you remember all of the things that God has done for you, you remember why you call him Jehovah Jireh. Ah, you remember why you call him Jehovah Nisi. Yes. You remember why you call him Adonai. You remember why you call him Sovereign King. You remember why you call him, my God, my God, my God. There's another test that they'll give you on how you use your hands to cut the bread and how you use your hands to to do this or to that, do that. Well, the Word of God reminds us that in Psalms 90 and 17, let the favor of the Lord of our God be upon us and establish the works of our hands upon us, yet establish the works of our hands. Now he's given our hands the ability to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lay hands on yourself. Ah, glory to God. He's given us the ability to take our hands and to uh, plant this and to plant that, whether it's fruit or vegetables or, or whatever it is. He's given us hands to uh, help someone to pull them up out of the mari clay. He's given us hands to push that person up on the promotion uh, tree. He's given us hands to lift up our hands, our holy hands, and worship him and praise him. He's given us the hands to give to someone, to plant into someone that money, that time, whatever he's given you for your hands to do. Well, there's another test that they give the people called the visual clock drawing, where you look at a clock and you draw the face and the numbers. You mark the hands where they should be because you're saying at this time in life, this happened. At this time in life, that happened. You start to remember the time and the memories that go with that time. Well, don't you know Ecclesiastics? Three, one through eight talks about there's a season and a time and a purpose for everything under heaven. Don't you know that it talks about a time to plant, a time to die, a time to plant up, pluck up? Don't you know that it talks about a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up? Don't you know that it talks about a time to weep, a time to laugh, 
a time to mourn, a time to dance? Don't you know that it talks about a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing? Don't you know that it talks about a time to cast away? Don't you know that it talks about a time to keep silent and a time to speak? Don't you know that it talks about a time to love, a time to hate, a time to war, and a time of peace? Don't you know that Psalms 31 and 15 talks about how we can have that time in our hands and that we know that during that time that God will show us how during this time we are here. He will show us during this time that he could have done this or that, but he loved us. Don't you know that even with us, Second Peter 3 and 8 says, But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. See, even the times that we remember are not like the times that God remembers. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning that was with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made. Don't we remember that with God, he is our time. He is our everything. They have a judgment test to where you got to know the difference between an apple and an orange. So we know the difference between sin and being that person that's righteous. They have another test where they have the person concentrate on something, the sequences, how things go, January, February, March, April, May, and how they can make you do it backwards, December, November, October. Well, don't you know that the Word of God reminds us about things being driven backwards and how it can cause humiliation? Don't you know how the Word of God reminds us how people have done things and they've gone back? their own vomit, Mm. but you were supposed to be going forward because we were pressing towards the mark of the high calling. Well, some of the ways to combat spiritual dementia is the fear of the Lord. We need to have a fear and a reverence of God that makes us count our blessings, that makes us remember the things that God has done for us, that makes us remember the miracles, the signs and wonders. When they said my mother would never wake up, but she did. When they said I would never walk again, but I'm walking. When you were in that car accident, when you were on that motorcycle accident, when you were in that relationship, or better yet, when I was walking this uh, past week through the airport and these people had strategically set up this thing to try to hurt me, because they were homeless and they saw that I was walking outside. So they had a tag team and they were uh, tagging off. They were tagging off and God let me see how these homeless people thought that they were going to attack me or rob me or whatever. But God gave me the strategies of how to go in and out of the airport and to talk to people and how to go to the first floor, the second floor, how to do all of these things until I strategically got to my car. And not only did I get there safely, I made it home safely. 
See, God is a strategist himself. And then how I thank God. So one of the other strategies is thanking God for what he's done. I thank God for saving me. I thank God for causing confusion in the enemy's camp where they couldn't do what they thought they were going to do. There was somebody that had an agenda to destroy you. There was somebody that talked about you. There was somebody that thought if they did this or that, that they could destroy your marriage, that they could destroy your mind, that they could cause you to stay in low self-esteem. There was somebody who was strategizing to destroy you but God promoted you. Not only did he promote you, he allowed you to do those things that were purposed in your heart, in his heart. So I think on the goodness of Jesus. I thank him for all he's done. And I even write it down. I write it down. I journal it of all of the things that he's done, the healing, the signs and wonders, the things that he's done for me. And not only do I write it down, I brag on God. I sing about it. I testify about it. I dance about it. I preach and teach about it. I dream about it day and night. For God reminds us as we have the mind of Christ, we let go of earthly things. As we have the mind of Christ, we get his word in our hearts so that we might not sin against him. As we ask God for his wisdom, he gives us his wisdom of love and life that we can cherish and we can prosper in. When we take refuge in God, he'll take refuge in us. My God, when we know the good things in life that God has done for us, we put that on our mind. We gain the things of God by being sober-minded. By not being a, a person that would think that I am going to do this or that because I did this. No, you're going to do this or that because God has purposed you to do it. He's favored you to do it. He's anointed you to do it. Combating spiritual dementia through the word of God, the prayers of God, the praise of God, Worship of God, for the Father seeketh such to worship him, for they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Tashiva, that's all I have. If Minister Sheila isn't available, can someone else close out the program? Praise God. Praise God. What a word. What a word. What a word. Spiritual. Spiritual dementia. What to do to combat it. And uh, it, it occurred to me as the woman of God was speaking is that each of us probably have some form of one of those types of dis-ease trying to overcome our spiritual walk. <laughs> but we know what we need to do. Thank you for those wonderful words to tell us to fear and reference God, to remember when all the things he has done for us to be thankful and to let go of earthly things and take refuge in God, the word of God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm so glad I took notes today. I have a lot to go back and look at. And if you are listening on today, uh, this message will be in the archives that you can go back 
and listen again because there's so much here for the body of Christ. Surely in God, there's always something else in the word that's going to help us, strengthen us, direct us, and keep us in that place of refuge. Because while we're there, there's nothing that can harm us. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise you, God. If there's anyone else that would have a word, please, I'm sure the lines are open if you would like to speak. If not, this is Minister Margo McCoy. I am one of the members of Smile 3 Ministry, and I thank God for you for listening on today, for being part of this ministry. Please follow along with us. Be with us on this journey as we strengthen each other, as we iron, as iron sharpens iron, as we talk together and find ways to make our God proud of us as his disciples. Stay with God Stay in his word and remember to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. See you again next week. God bless you.